and welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you to live your life well. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can jump on our website at differentlight.com.au and click the connect button. Or could we encourage you to also support our work by clicking on the giving button? Thanks so much for listening. I want to encourage you this morning with a message in our Beatitude series, Time for a Change. And if it's the first time you've listened to it, what we're doing is we're looking at the framework of the Beatitudes. As Jesus gave us this framework in order to understand the changes that happen in our life as we follow him. And he calls these changes as they occur in our life. He says, he, he describes them. He uses one word over and over again. You'll never guess what it is. <laughs> Blessed. He says, if you follow Jesus and you build your life on his character, on his identity, on his purposes, then you experience changes in your life. He gives us the beatitudes so that we can understand what those changes are. Ah, and then he says we're blessed when we do that. I'm going to read the Beatitudes for us. I'm going to read them all. We're only going to talk about one today. But I'm going to read them all on purpose because actually it's not a pick and choose situation. You don't pick the Beatitude that you like best and go, yeah, I'm going to be that person. Because this is a framework for us all to live our lives on. So actually all of the Beatitudes apply to us. Today we're going to focus on peacemakers. Last week we focused on three of the character-based beatitudes, on, on meekness and on, on those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and the pure in heart. But today we're going to talk about the peacemakers. So if you've got your Bible with you, let's read it together. You'll find it in Matthew and it starts in chapter 5 verse 1. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountain and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are the persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you're persecuted and insulted and people say all kinds of awful things about you in Jesus' name. For great is your reward in heaven. Rejoice and be glad. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who came before you. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for your message. I thank you for the Beatitudes, this incredible framework on which to build our life and understand the changes that happen in us when we follow you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you in our lives right now. Lord God, I, 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 I honor the fact that you were here long before us and you'll be here long after us. And our, our sense of your presence has less to do with you coming here than it has to us becoming attuned to you and what you are doing in this place. So Father, I pray right now in this moment that any anxiousness would cease, that any fear would cease, that any pride would cease, Lord God, that there would be things that aren't of you that would just 
calm down so that we can have a beautiful, authentic connection with you this morning. And Holy Spirit, that you would speak beautiful words of truth into that space and that we would become richer because of it. I thank you for the Bible, that it's such a beautiful picture of who you are, the kind of God you are, and the kind of people you want us to become. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's no secret that I uh, had a previous career as an outdoor guide. And if you want to be an outdoor guide, there are some fundamental skills you must learn. Principally, navigation. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about navigation. Because navigation, the simple uh, precepts of navigation help us understand this peacemaker's beatitude. Of course, the peacemaker's beatitude, if you haven't read it yet, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, to understand this, you need to understand three simple things about navigation. When it comes to navigation, you need to understand your orientation, so that's where you are. You need to understand your bearing, which is your intended direction. You also need to have an idea of your destination, which is where you want to go. Let me make it even simpler. Um, I need three volunteers. One, thank you. So if just stand up, it won't be hard, trust me. Uh, Wonderful. And Cooper Bartlett, if you wouldn't mind, sir. And Natalie on our host team. Fantastic. This is great. So, SOF is our orientation. That's where we are. Cooper is our bearing. That's our intended direction. And Natalie is our destination. So, in navigation, what have I just drawn? A dead straight line with three points. Now, if you almost a triangle, this is actually a dead straight line, because we we're, we're here with Soph, we want to get to Natalie, and Cooper's the direction we're going to take, just in case there's a mountain range or something in between uh, Cooper and Natalie, we have an intended direction. Now, in navigation, when these three things line up, you're generally going to get where you want to go. If one's missing, you're probably going to get lost. Trust me. I know. Thank these beautiful volunteers for me. <laughs> Trust me, I know, because um, I, don't, I don't understand what happened, but I've, I reckon I've led somewhere in the vicinity of 300 groups of people through wilderness areas across the span of my career, and I never, ever got lost with one group. Then I took... No, 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 no. That's not worth the pause, because wait till what comes next. <laughs> and, and I need water for this, too. I take my mum for a walk. <laughs> Not just my mum, but her friend. And you know what mums do, right? Andy is just the best outdoor guy. He goes in all these wilderness areas. You, you have to come for a hike with him. It's going to be fantastic. We go and do a walk that I reckon I'd done maybe 35 times before. Uh, no track, it, it was a genuine kind of remote wilderness area, but it was just a big long day walk down into the bottom of the Shoalhaven Gorge and back out again. And um, we wanted to come out at a particular place, so we had our destination sorted. Thank you, Nat Evans. I knew exactly where we were, so thank you, Soph, but I didn't do the Cooper Bartlett. I didn't do the bearing. 
because I became familiar with the situation and I thought, yeah, yeah, I know where I want to go, I know where I am, so the rest will just figure itself out. Fast forward about 8,000 steps later and I am going, hmm, this is definitely not the ridgeline that we want to be on. And I'm okay because it's pretty steep and we're going up the mountain and we're going to eventually get to the place we want to go. But I'm with my mum and her friend who are in their 60s at that point. And they're kind of like, like, it's like that steep. And they're like, Andy, are you sure this is the way? <laughs> yeah, mom, stop doubting me all the time. <laughs> No, I didn't. I, I actually got one of those things out of whack. I didn't take the bearing, which is the intended direction from point A to point B. So in a healthy navigation system, you have three things lined up. And this morning, I want you to think of this beatitude as the three points of navigation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, in navigating this beatitude, in order to let your life grow onto it, you need to know that the orientation, the place where you begin, is blessed. We don't often think that. Remember, blessed is not the destination Jesus is calling out. He's saying, this is the kind of life people who follow me live. He's starting with that. He's speaking that over you from the beginning. It's not a destination. It's not a verb. It's not a noun, it's an adjective. He's describing your life. Blessed are you. That's the starting place. Then, the intended direction, or let it be henceforth known as the Cooper. Is that all right? He's up for it, cool. The intended direction, the bearing is peacemaking. Blessed are the peacemakers. This is the, the bearing that we're going to travel on. In order to get to the destination of being called the children of God. Not a child of God, the children of God. In this beatitude, everything is in its plural form. So there's no single child of God. God sees us all as his children. And that's an important thing. Look to your left. Look to your right. You're looking at the children of God. Every single life in this building, every single human you encounter in the street, Every single person, God wants to put them on a bearing to become his children. By putting peacemakers in their life that help them to know that when they follow Jesus, they live a blessed life. So let's break down these three different things. Let's start with the place we're at right now, blessed. I want to remind us, I have mentioned this before, I want to remind us what that means. This word in the New Testament, if we can do a word study on it for a second, is, does anyone remember it? Don't be shy if you do, and it's okay if you don't. Victor. Make big, yeah, 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 that's a great definition of it. Makarios is the word, makarios, say makarios for me. Makarios, and, and this is a word that in its root verb means to make. And so the blessedness that Jesus is talking about is being made. In particular, it's being made bigger. That's the point of the Beatitudes, is that when you repent and follow Jesus, that's the context of them, you are made bigger, and this is what it looks like. That is the life he's calling you to. That is the place in life he's saying you're in. Jesus is speaking to the people hearing this message and saying, 
your life will be made bigger when you repent and follow me in this direction. Who wants to live a big life? I do. I, I, not, just, not just to be like, not big as in famous and stuff like that. I want to live a big life for my kids. I want to live a big life for my family. I want to live a big life for my church and my neighbors. I, I, I want to leave a legacy of generosity and hospitality, something that is good and lasts, far outlasts just me being here. I want to live a big life. This is the kind of life Jesus is declaring over you when you begin to follow him. So we know where we are. We're in a place of, of blessedness, of, of being made bigger. But now we need an intended direction. Jesus brings that to us by calling out the peacemakers. Now remember, the Beatitudes are for all of us. You don't get to pick and choose which one you want to be. You have to be them all. Sorry. That's part of the message. The peacemakers is an interesting one. You could also translate it as the peace workers. Peace is a big deal to God. Long before the hippies took hold of it in the 60s, peace was important. Long before, was it um, Richard Nixon? Come on, if you're older than 50, help me out. Uh, <laughs> Peace is a big deal for God. He, 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 one of his desires for life is that you would live rich in peace inwardly. And so he, he builds this idea that as you follow God, the intended, one of the intended directions we read in the Beatitudes is that you would experience peace. Take a big breath in. Hold it for five, four, now let it out for as long as you can, slowly. That's a little bit of what peace feels like. But imagine living your whole life like that, free from fear, free from worry, free from uncertainty, anxiety, pride, lust. Imagine being able to have that kind of peace. And not only that, imagine being able to give it to someone else. This is the mission of God. This is what he wants to do for people. He wants to take away all those things that cause us unhealth and cause us stress and, and, and make our lives small and cause us to shrink and cause us to lash out and cause us to be angry and cause us to be jealous. He wants to take all of the, those things, let them dissipate and replace it with peace so that we can then give it to others. This is the destination, the intended destination of this beatitude. What a beautiful place to live from. When Jesus is sending out the 70 in Luke chapter 10, he says, go about all the countryside and, and, and go to homes. And if you sense God's peace resting on that place from the person there, then declare peace on that household. It was a defining feature of how God's message and how his kingdom and how his love and how his faith and how his peace would spread. Not from a sermon to a church, but from a person to a person. From a household to a household. From a family to a family, from a community to another community. The intention of Jesus was then gonna follow around and preach about it and talk about it to help people understand what was happening but actually the peace transaction 
is what God was hoping to initiate in the first place. That his disciples would have peace in here and that they would be able to give it to the places they went. That's the kind of big life that Jesus is drawing to us. How does that sound to you? Can you relate? Or are you like, that's not my life. Or are you perhaps like, well, I've got a bit of that and a bit of this. Where does God's peace need to settle more in your life today? Can I ask you that question? Can I leave you with that question? Where, at what, what aspect of your life do you need God's peace to settle? Is it in the way you relate with people? Is it the way you use finance? Is it your, your housing situation? Is it the way you carry yourself in one place compared to another? Where does God's peace need to settle in your life? I'll leave you with that question as we move on to a third point, the destination, where we're headed. Now, this part of the Beatitude is called the children of God. So let me recap really quickly. We started with <coughs> the orientation, the place where we are. Does anyone remember what that one was? Call it out. Blessed. That's right. That's where we're starting. The intended direction is to what? Be a peacemaker in order to get to the destination, which is be called a children, be called the children of God. Notice that um, it, it happens maybe in an upside down way than what we first thought. Because this, this is all about landing in a place of identity. And we sometimes do it the other way around, don't we? We sometimes start in a place of identity. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? And then I'll figure out what to do next and go forward with it. Jesus is saying, no, no, it's upside down. Live in the blessedness that God speaks over your life. Aim to be a person of peace who can give peace to others. Then you'll have the strength of the identity of being a child of God. Huh. Jesus is calling us to act on, on his lifestyle first. To, to put away the things that kind of worry us and shame us, adopt a truth that says we can live a life where being made bigger is good and being changed in Jesus' likeness is good, and that brings us peace. And out of that peace, we're able to give it to others. Then we find ourselves identified as the children of God, free from the worry about what we do or what we have or what people say about us, at rest being a child of God. They're the three places we navigate. I, I, I just as we, as we close, I want to give you three more places, three parts to identity that will help you know that you've reached that beautiful place of identifying yourself as a child of God. If you read the New Testament, you'll see being a child of God is written all through it. All of the people that followed Jesus use this idea to help understand their place in the world, about the difference he made in them, the path they were following, and they landed in this place of being a child of God. You could read 1 John, and I think he mentions children in the letter to, as about maybe 20 times. Being a child of God is a beautiful place of identity. And there's three things that will um, help you understand if you're there yet. 
so much of identity is built on this, particularly us boys, us men, hey? What's the question you ask each other when you first meet? Hey, mate, what do you do? (laughs) Oh, yeah, mate, what do you do? Oh, yeah. We build our identity on this word sometimes, what we're capable of. Oh, I'm a musician, I'm a surfer, I'm a tradesperson. I'm, I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm not enough, I can't do enough, I don't, I, I, I don't do what I want to do, and so I carry shame about that. You see how without Jesus, this stage of our identity is problematic. So here's the question, to experience the peace of being a child of God, what is it you do that needs to become more like Jesus' life? Consider that for a second. Maybe it's the vocation you've chosen, but maybe it's just the way you do that vocation. Whether you're a teacher or a tradesperson or an engineer or a nurse or, or, a, or, a, or, a, or a, whatever it is, the way we do things will determine us as children of God. But there, there's another one. Someone stick that up on a wall for me. Thanks, Jai. This guy's tall enough to do it. I love surfing and rock climbing, don't get me wrong. And I'm not that bad at it, but I have noticed I'm 37. And 37-year-old Andy's not quite what 27-year-old Andy was. And I can bet your bottom dollar that 47-year-old Andy's definitely not going to be what... 37-year-old Andy was, and 57-year-old Andy is definitely not going to be the rock climber and surfer that you get what I'm doing, right? So if, if I am building a sense of identity on what I have and, and what I'm capable of doing, then it starts to kind of crumble if that's all that I have. Uh, so much of us probably, as that starts to shrink, we maybe think that this is the next best step. If I can just accrue a whole bunch of stuff, that'll make me feel better. 57-year-old Andy won't be able to climb as good he, as, he, as he could, but maybe if he buys a Lamborghini, he'll have a renewed sense of identity. If you see me driving a Lamborghini, just call me to repentance straight away. It's not the Lamborghini, is it? It's, it's what I use it for. It's, it's the way I have it. So the second quest of identity, to, to know if you're in that blessed, peacemaking place of being a child of God, is how are you using what you have? How are you using what you have? Your skill, your intelligence, your talent, your finance, your, your job, your position, How are you using what you have to bring peace to others in following Jesus? The final one. Don't worry, we're gonna gonna go over these as the years go by. Oh, Jai, that looks great, buddy. Yeah, we can read it really good. I set him up, didn't I? Oh, look at him though, He he sees the future, this guy. This is a big one. We're more than what we can do. We're more than what we have. 
who are we listening to? What, what is it that we say about ourselves? Or, or what is it that people say about us that we listen to? Do the voices that we pay attention to, uh, are, are they, are they harmonising with the truth of being a blessed, peacemaking child of God? Or does it tell us something else? Would you be friends with the voice inside your head? Listen to that voice for a second. Would you be friends with that kind of the tone that it has, the things that it says about you? Would you be friends with that person? Because the journey of following Jesus and becoming His child and finding peace within yourself is about becoming friends with that voice. And that voice changes and it starts to agree with God saying that you are loved, that I've got hope in you, that I've got a purpose for you, that I've taken time to plan out an incredible destiny for you, that if you would walk in it, you would experience the fullness of life like nothing else. Nothing you can do. No Lamborghinis. Because I say the most beautiful, truthful things over your life. And anyone can. But what, what is the voices around you saying about you? What are you choosing to listen to in order to build your identity as a peacemaking child of God? These are three quests you can take. And as we, as we prepare and as we, as we press into this week beyond this, just, just this celebration today, I, I pray that you would take these things to heart, that you'd ask these questions tomorrow morning when you wake up, that you take, that you could do a minute on each one. Imagine that. Imagine if everyone in this room took three minutes tomorrow morning. That's a bowl of Cheerios, I reckon. And went, ask ourselves these questions. What are the things I'm doing today that need to look like Jesus? What are the things I'm going to say and listen to in order to make peace in the lives, not only of myself, but in the lives of those around me? And what are the things I have that can help move people to a place of peace and lead them to live the blessed life that I find myself in. Thank you for listening to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope this message brings inspiration and encouragement to your day. If you want to check out any of our other podcasts or the work that we do or when and where we gather, jump on our website at differentlight.com.au. Catch you later.